the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello. Welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And wow. You know, I I am so happy that uh, we're having this show and we're having it from the fantastic city of Las Vegas. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, the James Cooley Show, just like I mentioned to you, our listening audience, that uh, we're taking it on the road. Uh, we're in Las Vegas this week. we got Atlanta, Georgia coming up. San Diego again. New York. Uh, we just, we started. That's all that's going to happen in the next five weeks. <laughs> you know, so, uh, yo, I'm happy about this because i got a very good friend of mine. Michelle, a very good friend of mine that that's here. Yes, I know. You guys have been friends for a while. And um, it's so exciting just to see him again and just to hear later in the show everything he's been up to and everything he's accomplished in his career and continues to accomplish. And Chris, you know, this, this friend of mine, Mike Mirbon, is a Navy guy as well. Uh, he oh. retired from the Navy. And, you know, a lot of good things have been happening this month. Uh Good things mean celebrating certain things and and uh, remembering uh, certain patriots. I mean, probably we had nine eleven not too long ago, and uh, we cannot forget about the service members, especially you know that uh, sacrificed their lives and ones that came uh, in, made it through, like myself and Mike. <laughs> you know, Mike, you 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 spent some time in there. You know, so uh, how you doing today? You know that sound that you hear, the sound of me not complaining. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Hey, listen, audience. Today we're going to talk about this great man. Uh, we're going to talk about marketing, advertising, and media career, the media career, plus the other 150 different things that uh, he's doing. He's also a, 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 a radio host, talk show host. I mean, he do it all. I mean, it's just, uh, it ain't nothing that this man doesn't do. Right, Michelle? Oh, exactly. I mean, there's so many things that we could talk about today. We would need like a a three-hour show (laughs) to discuss everything that Mike has accomplished and continues to do. But we only have an hour show, so that's where we are. I really want to get this started. I listen to audience. If you want to be part of this great conversation, that's 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. Michelle, can you, first of all, uh, introduce the title again, and can you uh, tell our listening audience what the purpose of today's show? Yes, the title of today's show is The Marketing, Advertising, and Media Career of Mike Muborn. Purpose of the show is to discuss the career of this multi-talented media genius, discuss the differences in advertising and marketing, according to Mike, uh, the different types of radio mechanisms and his thoughts on how radio has changed from past to present and learn about his company, Highway Star Entertainment, discuss his move from San Diego, California to Las Vegas, Nevada, and how COVID affected his business and his role as executive producer of the Adventures of Poor Man Craft Cocktail Show. Mike Muborn, with 40-plus years in marketing, advertising, and media, Mike Muborn continues to grow with the ever-changing media landscape. In 1980, he began his media career in Fort Myers, Florida, at a CBS affiliate, Wink AM FM TV. Relocating to San Diego, Mike has served as a radio announcer, club DJ, event MC on air traffic reporter, ad agency account executive, and principal. Continuing his love for media, Mike joined a small ad agency in 1990, launching his own agency, Pacific Coast Media Group, shortly thereafter. 
In 2015, he formed a new media company, Highway Star Entertainment, a mall-all-encompassing agency which included not only electronic, outdoor, and print, but digital syndication and social medias in addition to concert and event promotions. Highway Star Entertainment's first project was the nationally syndicated alternative rock show B-Side Tracks. In 2017, he relocated from Southern California to Las Vegas to continue growing his media footprint. He's the founder and executive producer of the Adventures of Poor Men, a traveling craft cocktail and bartending show. Both shows are currently still in production as Highway Star Entertainment continues to adapt and expand. Today, Mike is retired Navy, living in Las Vegas, and serving as the president of Highway Star Entertainment. The James Cooley Show with your life probably presents Mr. Mike Move On. Welcome to the show, Mike. How are you doing, my friend? How are you doing? Dude, I'm, that guy sounds amazing. I'd love to meet him. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's, that's, more, that's, that's more than I ever could have thought I had done. Oh, man. <clears throat> and uh, we had to cut it down, Mike, because uh, we, we did not want the whole show just... Uh, to get caught up in just the intro because you are a fantastic guy. Oh, you didn't want to talk about the time in, uh, in Little League when I bunted home the winning run? Uh, you didn't want to go back no, that we, far? we didn't want to go all the way uh, back there, man. Uh, you know? uh, uh, but, Mike, uh, can you tell our listening audience <clears throat> where you grew up and a little bit about uh, your background? Well, that's easy. First of all, I never grew up. <laughs> I merely started up getting older. Uh, born in Miami, Florida. And uh, real quick, like, <clears throat> I had, uh, through my high school years, I worked at a fish farm. That was a dramatic. I just left that hanging out there to see the look on your face. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Most folks say, well, what is a fish farm? And then I come in with, well, it's a place where we raise fish. And we had uh, we raised tropical fish for, like, aquariums and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, we had, like, 30-foot pythons, big giant tortoises. We had a tiger and African monkeys and just albino rattlesnakes and just, like, everything. We had all kinds of stuff there. So Did you raise them, too? <laughs> and, and little, you know, some of the stuff, yeah, we, we uh, raised albino rattlesnakes and, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, it was a good place for a high school kid. And then... <clears throat> But uh, it was it, it didn't hold much of a uh, a future, I didn't think. So what I did was, and I always wanted to get into radio. Uh, I used to call this DJ, uh, and I would talk to him until two o'clock in the morning, and he would line up four or five songs for me to be able to record. Like you know, back in the day when I had my cassette, and you press record and you record off the radio. Yeah. So I always wanted to be in radio, but I knew trying to get into radio in the big city of miami without having an uncle in the business or you know going to brown institute or one of them you know uh would be virtually impossible so when i graduated high school my parents packed up my little brother and little sister and as soon as i got my diploma they were off to the west coast to fort myers florida so i thought to myself i was like well you know what i need to go back to like a kind of a podunk town and get a job as a DJ in a club somewhere and make somebody at a radio station think I knew what I was doing. So I moved back there, and for two weeks I sat and I DJed on my home stereo, two tape decks, back and forth. I would intro and outro the songs and all that good stuff. In the meantime, I'm applying for jobs. Lo and behold, two weeks later, I get, a, uh, I get hired by ABC, ABC Lounge, and they had three locations. They had Fort Myers, North Fort Myers, and North Fort Myers was country, and I was not interested in that. And, of course, I got the job that was in Port Charlotte 30 miles away. Did I care? Did I care, James? No. I did not. I did not. (laughs) So uh, I started there, and before I could start my job, and it was in Port Charlotte, uh, I had to do a night with the the main DJ. Tex was his name. So I came in, and I did my my little – he let me do a 20- or 30-minute set at the main Fort Myers place. We're at Denny's later that night, or Perkins Cake and Steak or something, 2.30 a.m. And so Tex, he's sitting back against the cushions, spinning some yarns, because when you name Tex, you have to spin yarns. You know, it's, <laughs> that's, just, that's just how it goes. And so he's like, yeah, there's this radio station. They're going from elevator music to rock and roll, and they're looking for DJs. I'm like, huh, you going to do it? He's like, hmm. I could see he wasn't really, like, all that interested. And I'm like, you don't happen to remember the uh, 
call letters on that station. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it was um, W uh, I N K or something like that. So like next day, I'm like, hey, understand you guys are looking for jocks. And they're like, yeah, come on in. So I went in and I cut a tape. And now, at this point, I'm like Mr. Rock and Roll, Mr. Judas Priest, Mr. Blue Oyster Cult, Rock and Roll, yeah. So, um, the FM was totally automated. My only contribution to that, besides keeping the reel-to-reels full, was once an hour, I would go into the production room and I would record either news or weather with the top of the hour ID. My live gig was over on the AM side. Wow, wow, man. I mean, that sounds like a very interesting start. We're going to take a station break. Aye. But we're going to come back, mm-hmm. and we're going to finish discussing <laughs> Mike's beginning of his profession and, and a lot of other, other things that he's doing. If you want to be part of the conversation, that's one 1170 It's your life. I'm James Cooley. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and we got the fantastic Mike Mirburn here, and he's telling his story, and I tell you, I was caught up in that. It kind of, kind of threw me for a loss, Chris, when you started talking about the fish farm. I mean, I, I did not know what to think about that one. Most people don't. <laughs> you know, so I, I listen to all this. If you want to be part of this conversation, please call one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Mike, I am dying to finish hearing that story. I mean, I know we had to take take a break. We had to pay the bills. You know, so uh, but can can you pick it up from that? Real quick. So, like, I was Mr. Rock and Roll, so I joined this rock and roll station. I go on the AM, and I'm playing the music of your life. Les and Larry Elgard, Rosemary Clooney, Glenn Miller, and Frank Sinatra, all here on the music of your life. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, what am I doing here? But i, I got to tell you, in retrospect, it introduced me to a whole line of music that I never would have heard before, and now I just love it. You know, it just gives you a, more, a fuller appreciation for music. Wow. But, mm-hmm. but, Mike, so uh, uh, you did this prior to joining the Navy? Or, uh, Correct. And, man, you was doing such a wonderful job. What what inspired you to uh, to go in the Navy? Well, I kind of felt like the uh, only folks that were going to have careers were ones that had skills. 
And I kind of felt like the Navy offered that. And during that time, like, DJing didn't pay a whole lot. Still doesn't unless you're a morning uh, morning drive personality or maybe afternoons or got a syndicated show. But I was driving for UPS, uh, you know, seasonally, October through January. And, uh, and I, I signed up with the Navy in June of 83 uh, on the six-month uh, delayed entry. And I, when they called me back in October, they was like, uh, I told my manager, I'm like, hey, just so you know, December 27th, I'm, I'm, I'm going in the Navy. And so the funny thing is, about, I don't know, first, second week of December, my manager brings me in and he goes, so you've been driving with us for a couple of seasons now, haven't you? I'm like, yes, sir. He's like, we'd like to bring you on full time. Now, in those days, my, as part time, I was making $11 an hour. <laughs> Righteous bucks. The full time guys were making 16 Well, that was huge money. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm sorry. I joined the Navy. And if I had stayed on with UPS, I'd have a nice, you know, nice life. And, you know, they had those UPS because they were getting you know, they were getting shares in those days. So they cashed in 1999. A lot of UPS guys did pretty well and cashed out. I would have a good, nice life in southwest Florida. I would never have seen the world. Thank you, Navy. Well, you know, the, the Navy, uh, just uh, like you know as well as I do, I mean, I joined the Navy, and uh, if I wouldn't have took that opportunity to join the Navy, I probably would still and probably be in Chattanooga uh, or probably would have missed out. I know I would have missed out on on uh, some of the things I have uh, achieved and have done and, and, and seen in the world. And um, funny you mentioned that my, my son, uh, Joshua, my youngest son, told us uh, about a week and a half ago yeah. that he's going in the Navy now. Good man. Uh, Welcome aboard, shipmate. Uh, well, we got to first get him in there. <laughs> yeah. So, Mike, um, you know, you had 40-plus years in marketing, advertising, media, and sometimes people think marketing and advertising are the same thing, but they are not. I was a marketing major in um, college, got my um, MBA in um, regarding marketing as well. What's the difference between marketing and advertising? What do you consider good advertising? So uh, a couple questions there. So marketing is, think of marketing as the umbrella, okay? And so underneath marketing, there's different kinds of marketing. And I mean literally the the different types the myriad different types there's you know there's outdoor there's electronic media and this is in the age before digital there's guerrilla marketing you know literally putting flyers on cars so that's marketing advertising tends to be and public relations obviously falls under the marketing web um, nowadays I would say that public relations and advertising very close I mean that they bridge that gap for one to look like the other but you know <clears throat> Advertising is one tactic inside under the umbrella, under the overall umbrella of marketing. Would you agree? Oh, I definitely would agree. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes, like I said, they use interchangeably. But what would you consider good advertising? So good advertising almost always. Now, obviously, it depends on what you're going for. But most, most advertising, you're looking for some sort of response. It's tied to a sale. And... There have been many times where there's been great commercials and great, you know, campaigns. But at the end of the day, if the end user can't remember the product or the uh, or you know the the company that was advertising it, what good did it do them? I mean, the ad agency got you know addies for their for their great great work, but at the end of the day, advertising is generally meant to sell product. Now, there's branding advertising, and that's a slower overall. Um, but the, the goal is still the same. It's still to sell a product or a service or something, possibly a candidate. Exactly. You know, advertising, you have to know what your target audience is, and you have to not only know who they are, but also find a need that they have that they may want your product. So, you know, you can have great advertising you could spend a whole lot of money on advertising but um, it doesn't do its job if you know who you're advertising to and what the core needs of that particular segment that you're advertising to me it's fruitless that is correct you might as well use that money on something else exactly so wait a minute you launched your own advertising agency pacific coast media group uh what made you decide to go out and do that what type of clientele did you have 
So um, I worked for an agency before that, mm-hmm. and we were primarily in the car business. So we were uh, we worked with uh, a lot of car dealerships, and so initially I started off in that niche because I already knew people, and I you know I knew that I could do my part better than the agency that I was with before, and you know uh, I've always pretty much been entrepreneurial anyway. Um, <clears throat> One of the reasons uh, that, and I joined that just after I got out of the, the service. I had a service break of about ten years, so that's when I got into advertising, and always liked it. And I missed the media biz. So you know, adver- advertising to me was very closely associated with radio. So, wow, our listeners, I just want to remind you that we're talking to the fantastic Mike Mirabur, and we're talking about the marketing, advertising, media career. And uh, just like I mentioned, uh, the other 150 things that this great man is doing. And I've uh, been knowing him for quite some time. I've been fascinated. I have watched him in action at the Rotary Clubs and, and other uh, events. You know, so, uh, Mike, what have you learned over the last uh, 15 or 20 years that you did not know about yourself <laughs> uh, when it comes to, okay, I want to do this, I'm going to do this, and how to do this. Honestly, every day, um, one of the things that I've learned is you know less than you think you do. And the only way to know more than you know now is keep learning, keep reaching out, and sometimes uh, sometimes you try something new and it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Um, do it in measured amounts that you can that you can handle the loss if you know, if it doesn't work. Wow. You know, can can you tell our listening audience, because, uh, I mean, my show is, is on uh, Terrestrial and also mm-hmm. on all of these other type, uh, uh, Spotify, uh, uh, TuneIn. Can you tell our listening audience the difference between uh, the Terrestrial Radio versus Spotify and Satellite? Absolutely. Um, and it's a kind of a fascinating study. Um, you know, terrestrial radio nowadays is it's under attack, and it's under attack from every direction that you can think of. Um, as you mentioned, Spotify, uh, where you can basically pick your own songs and listen to whatever you want to listen to. You can let them pick it for you. Um, there's um, satellite, XM, Sirius, uh, and so terrestrial radio is what we what we grew up with. You know. And for you and me, uh, and most of us kids, our identity was very closely associated with the radio station that we picked. You know, do you, did you listen to a Top 40 station? Did you listen to a, a, a rock station? Did you listen to, you know, contemporary hit radio, urban? You know, so we generally, um, a lot of our identity com- came from terrestrial radio. And uh, they still put them in cars, but uh, we'll see how much longer they do that. Um, radio is the the radio's audience is continually shrinking, which is interesting because you know for an artist they you know they can get their stuff on Spotify today, and you know they can get two million spins on Spotify. Well, in terms of getting compensated, they call Spotify the river of pennies because you get you get two million spins. Maybe they send you a check, and I'm and I and I don't I'm, I don't know exactly, but I'm, I'm just gonna just I'm throwing out some numbers here, but they're not exact. But you know, maybe you get fifteen hundred, two thousand bucks. For artists to make money, they still have to get on the terrestrial radio. It's not until they start making getting played their stuff on terrestrial radio that they're that they're gonna start making decent money. And you know, obviously, satellite uh, is a, a step beyond that. And you're, you're right. I mean, and uh, I, I, funny you mentioned uh, about the decrease in radio mm-hmm. uh, because of XM Radio and all of these other uh, satellite uh, stations uh, that are taking over. And so, uh, uh, Mike, uh, so what what would you say in comparison that's the biggest change in radio right now? Change from... Or that needs to change? Yes. That needs to change. I will tell you, here's, so if you listen to a a, a broadcast from Spotify, from anywhere else, the one one thing that they don't provide, actually, well, there's there's two things. Local information, 
and what radio can still offer that these other um, voice tracked uh, shows and all the other stuff cannot offer is talent, is content. And that is what radio needs to focus on. They need to focus on personalities like Cool James. You know, <laughs> you know, ladies love Cool James. You knew that, right? Oh, well, I, I did not know that. I just know oh. that we, we, we got one. Michelle but, you knows. know, I tell you, we're going to take a station break. Okay. But this is a fascinating conversation. <laughs> you know, so uh, uh, we're going to take a station break. We're going to come back and continue our discussion with Mike Mirborn. And I tell you, if you want to be part of the conversation, that's 1-888-344-117. Again, that's 1-888-344-117. It's your life. I'm James Cool. We'll be back shortly. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Noah Dingley here, producer of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and wow, I tell you, learning about uh, uh, this great man, and uh, he is educating our listening audience on some of the things that we probably need to think about, especially if you're in the business. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, radio business or entertainment business, that's some of the things that uh, you might need to understand. And so uh, I tell you, if you want to be part of this great conversation, that's one 1170 Again, that's one 1170 Mike, I, 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 I can't hold back no more, man. Can you tell us about your media company, Highway Star Entertainment? I can, but first, when is this great guy getting here, man? I can't wait to meet this guy. <laughs> He's so great, apparently. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> moved to Vegas in 2017, and um, back in 2015, when I, I had had the idea for a radio show, a syndicated radio show for probably 10 years, and it was originally going to be an hour-long classic rock show. And so I was on the golf course in 2015, and I was like, hmm, one song, 
five days a week. So I'm doing one song five days a week, and so I did that show for a couple of years. I needed uh, when I when I moved here to Vegas, I still had Pacific Coast Media Group, but it wasn't doing a whole lot. The, the The landscape here in Vegas is so much different than San Diego, and San Diego is lovely, but Las Vegas is the enter- entertainment capital of the world, head and shoulders. I mean, and like the dynamic here is just so incredible. So I had to, um, I had to form an entertainment company. I just had to. Uh, I wanted to, to kind of draw on my background from what I'd already been doing in a regular agency setting. And my, my agency back in the 90s was, it was, you know, electronic, print, outdoor. Um, you know, the digital age had not yet dawned upon us uh, until, uh, you know, early in the 21st century. Well, obviously, now we have to be very cognizant of that. And uh, to kind of piggyback on something Michelle had said earlier about demographics, now you can literally pick the eyes out of a fly uh, demographically, when, you know, depending on if you want to, you know, if you want to advertise to uh, divorcees who have two kids that shop twice a week at Albertsons and they spend forty dollars on uh, on uh, vegetables. You know, I mean, literally, your demographic, your, your your demo information now is like so detailed. You can you can advertise to whomever you want. So. Uh, I just wanted to. I just wanted an agency because I had the radio show and I was getting ready to do Poor Man, and I had all these other things. So I needed something, uh, an umbrella to, to to tuck them up underneath and to kind of control them, and still be able to do uh, concerts and and corporate events out here uh, in the entertainment capital of the world. Wow. Uh, so uh, how was that? Um, I'm talking about actually moving from California mm. to a new state. Mm. And I'm, I'm virtually not knowing a whole lot of folks. How did you go about getting started? Well, I'm pretty shy, but my my therapist says I'm making good progress. Uh, my wife says I go to the grocery store and come home with a new best friend. So you know, to to come here, I will tell you, I'm a beach kid, Miami, San Diego, most of my life. Honestly, did not think I was going to like Vegas, but. When the lights are turned on out here, it's a fantastic town. If you like food, Vegas. Uh, I'm a music guy. Concerts. Everybody comes here. You could see, like, pretty big acts in small, smaller arenas. They all come through here. San Diego, they'll hit Phoenix. They'll skip over and, and go to L.A., go to San Fran. If you want to see a lot of shows, you got to go somewhere else. Loved it. And, you know, coming here to Vegas, I'm still... As much as I do, I do love it here. I'm still a tank tops and flip flops kind of kid. <laughs> like when I go back to the beach, I'm like, <sighs> but I love it here. I really do, and I will always have a, a home here. I'll tell you because the tax the tax benefit is way better than California. I'll tell you what. Mike, can you <laughs> tell us about branding uh, when it comes to what you do? What is the essence of branding? Hmm. So I will tell you, I I read the I read the Bible on branding, and it was uh, written by Laura Rees and her dad, and it's called the what is it the tw- the twenty fundamental rules of branding. I'll, I'll come up with it, and so literally, the essence of branding is what you alluded to. Who are you talking to? Okay, what are you trying to sell? And what 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 appeals to them and at the end of the day the the rest of what you do has to sort of fall in line with those basic tenets the more you um, stray out the the less the less strong your message is going to be so one of my favorite types of advertising is still billboards and the with a billboard they say you have three seconds to get their attention so in a billboard, picture a billboard that you're driving by, and this has the word big on it. Big. Got it. You drive by, and like, well, have you seen the, the big billboard? You mean the word with the one with big on it? Yeah, seen that. And then you say, yeah, this is a really, right next to it, this is a really big, big billboard, and we really want you to buy our, you lost them. I mean, literally, you've got three seconds. So, and, and I do that with all of my media. I have... I have ADHD 
before it was diagnosed. That's why I have all these industries. I can't figure out what I want to do. So I just do a little of everything. And, you know, uh, I think that the average attention span, uh, mostly, you know, this, these things aren't helping. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, the conversation lags and we're like, hmm, wonder what's going on. Hey, oh, I got a new Facebook, you know, got a new like on Facebook, you know, that kind of stuff. So I think these things only exacerbate um, all of our, you know, ADHD, which I think as a society we pretty much are developing that. But stay on point. Stay on point and hit them with that point different ways, but stay on, stay, stay on message. You know, it's interesting. When I got out of college, I worked for a prevention magazine, and um, they would always try to sell their ad space to advertising agencies. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like back in the day was Saatchi and Saatchi and Jay Walker oh, yeah. Thompson. Biggies. And my sister worked for both of them. Mm. And wow. the thing is, is that when they go there to try to sell their ad space, like you write, you have to catch their attention right away. It's kind of similar to a billboard. You know, what is so special about that that's going to catch my attention? You're right. People's attention span wonders mine wonders if you're coming here to pitch something and it's like okay building up get to the point if you're not getting to the point i'm thinking <laughs> yeah my attention span is gone i'm not going to remember what you're mm-hmm. selling or what you're trying to pitch so that's a very good um that's a very good um explanation about you know branding and just the billboard i using it as an example now, question, when you got to Vegas and COVID happened to you and to other people and just basically the whole world, how did your business um, overcome or how did, how, how did your business handle COVID? And has it, you know, what, what's it doing now? So obviously the concerts and event for Highway Star went to, from, went to zero. Mm-hmm. Absolute zilch, nothing. But I'm mean, the same for everybody everywhere. The radio show relatively unaffected. Um, it was it's syndicated, so it's indifferent. Uh, I didn't I didn't lose any sponsors. I didn't lose any any of my affiliates. Um, Poor man was just getting started. So fortunately for me, I was still able to travel and film uh, at different places. So we traveled even during the the pandemic and went to different places and still still did little vacations. And while we we're in a vacation, I would go into a place and go, hey. You you want you want some poor man? And be like yes or no, and film uh, film a couple of shows there, and then move on to the rest. And it was still it was so small that it really didn't matter. You know, poor man's two years old now, so he's building, and you know, but back then, it re- if if it was going to hit, that would probably be kind of the time to do it. So it worked out okay. Highway Star off that was another thing that just kind of had to set that off to the side and go well. Well, we'll get to you, you know, we'll get the corporate events and, and concert promotion, and all that good stuff when we do, when we get there, when it comes back. Wow. So uh, so you were affected uh, in some of your aspects of mm-hmm. what you do yep. by COVID. But, uh, but uh, funny you mentioned you said the, your radio, that wasn't affected. Nope. Yeah, and so uh, we're going to have to take a station break, but we're going to come back and we're going to get off into a couple of other things that uh, you're doing and uh, also talk about uh, sponsorship how you go about uh, getting sponsors because i need to know (laughs) so we're gonna take a station break but we'll be back shortly and continue this great conversation with mike mirburn it's your life from james cooley there's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on it's your life with james cooley the J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. 
You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and uh, I tell you, uh, I'm learning so much from this young man. I call him young man. You know, learning so much from him. And uh, I tell you, he was talking about... uh, and educating us on uh, content promotions, and he, he and he talked about this thing called the big on a billboard. <laughs> yeah. But but Mike, uh, you, you're absolutely right. When you see something big or the word big or anything on a gigantic billboard, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you look up, everybody passing by, especially on the mm-hmm. highway, mm-hmm. Uh, they see it and it sticks in their mind for a little bit. Well, I always told people uh, when I had the agency that, that focused on that, and even nowadays, like when you have a billboard, every day you have it, it gets cheaper because the more cars that pass by it, the cheaper it gets. And in the, in the new modern age, um, banner ads, it's just, a, it's just a billboard, same exact principle. Like if you're doing a banner ad on whatever, keep it simple. Like hit them between the eyes, you know, get, get your message across. Because they're scrolling. Wow. Mike, can you tell us about your show, The Adventures of Poor Man Craft Cocktail Show, and what it's all about? Nah, I quit. You did? <laughs> <laughs> we want to know. <laughs> um, so my wife is a, a, a digital marketer. And, you know, for years she had been telling me, you know, you need to get a, you need to get a, 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 a social media show need to do something and i was like yeah okay uh, so i wasn't going to go out and just create something it had to be something that meant something to me well i like to drink mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit and so at some point i got the uh, i got the idea to do a craft cocktail show and originally the original premise was i was going to do three what i call kitchen shows where I create a cocktail, and then one would be a road show where I go into um, um, Florida Noche at the at the resort in Cabo, you know, and interview their bartender and have him make rainbow, you know, the rainbow shots or something like that. And uh, I had I'd come up with the idea for the show, and originally, uh, poor man was going to be called Sir Drinks a Lot. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, but before I would do, before you do any of that, you got to go in, got to make sure you can get the domain and then you got to make sure you can get the trademark. So I don't do anything that I can't get the trademark and the domain for. So I could get the domain drinks a lot with the X, like, 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 like Sir Mix a lot, but I couldn't get KS. And we kind of felt like um, there, there might be too much lost in translation there because it might be a 50, 50 or even less of somebody who's typing it in. And at first, my wife liked the name, but then she says, no, nah, I think it makes you sound like an alcoholic. <laughs> so the funny thing is, much like B-Side Tracks, B-Side Tracks was originally called Off the Beaten Tracks. And I, you know, I had, when I had the idea for it 10 years before, that um, trademark was available. Well, come 10 years later, when I had the, the brainstorm to have it, uh, all of a sudden I go in and, like, some other dudes, like, got it five years ago. I'm like, damn, um, there's... There's a uh, a song, Unanswered Prayers. Sometimes unanswered prayers are a good thing. So we, uh, uh, so Poor Man was invented. I came across Poor Man, and that's P-O-U-R Man, as in pouring. Very clever, hey? I like that. It's a much better name, as was B-Side Tracks. was a better name than Off the Beaten Tracks. So it, it just kind of worked. So what have you uh, taken 
uh, the poor man uh, concept? I mean, what some of the places you mentioned? Oh, golly. Humble? Oh, I mean, I filmed in, obviously, San Diego. Obviously, here, um, uh, Cabo, Nashville, Houston. Uh, I'm leaving. I'm flying to Atlanta on Tuesday. Uh, I've already filmed in Atlanta. I'll be playing I'm playing golf in Cincinnati, so I'm fin- I'll be filming a couple of shows next week. Cincinnati, then I fly back. Charleston, South Carolina. Um, you know, just wherever I go, that's there's there's places that uh, that serve craft cocktails, and I want to show them. Wow, you're a busy dude. I, I, just like I said, how, how <laughs> many how many uh, Mike Mirborns are there? <laughs> Fortunately, only one. How are you able to do all of these things? Um, well, that's a really great question. Um, like I said, I got ADHD, so like I get, I, I go do this and I do that, and then I do something else, and then I'm back to back to one. Mike, you were part of the Rancho Santa Fe Rotary Club. Mm, yes, I was. What is the Rotary Club's values? And why are they so important? And how has that influenced well, your we, life? We, we, we might want to make him study the four-way test. I know. Oh, you, you yeah, probably, you got to do four-way test <laughs> before you answer this question. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll do it after I answer this question <laughs> because um, I will tell you. I, I, unfortunately, I got involved in Rotary late in life, later in life. If I should, I wish I had gotten involved sooner. You will never meet a better room full of people than a room full of Rotarians. And that goes for Kiwanians, Lions Club, all these service organizations that are, you know, these are folks that have, they have been, become successful and they've got big hearts and they want to give back. And, you know, obviously you know that Rotary has, you know, its early mission was to el- eradicate polio. And with the exception of Afghanistan and Pakistan, it, polio has been eradicated in the world, everywhere. Those, got those last two places. So, you know, Rotarians are just, they're good folks. And, uh, you know, it could be a chapter in Rancho Santa Fe, which is where I was in San Diego. I joined, I have, an, I have a Rotary family here in Vegas now. Fantastic. I mean, just great, great folks. <clears throat> is it the truth? Okay. Will it build goodwill and better friendships? You had to think about this. <laughs> Okay. That's two. That's two. Yeah, that's two. No pressure, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, Mike, man, you're right. Uh, Rotary is uh, a super organization to be a part of uh, because it's all about giving, giving back. Mm -hmm. And it's all about uh, making sure that uh, when when others are in need, that we are there to help lift them up and help do all we can uh, to build them up and keep them up. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I do kind of miss the Rotary. I kind of miss uh, coming up to Rancho Santa Fe and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, my Rotary Club back in Temecula. I kind of kind of miss that a little bit because we're in Texas now. Well, speaking of that, um, all you folks in Dallas-Fort Worth area, y'all need to find Cool James here a Rotary home because <laughs> he misses his Rotary, and we all know that y'all are the best folks. So you need to get him uh, a Rotary home in Dallas. We need to do that, Mike. Now I'm gonna throw you off a little bit. Oh no! You know, so Mike, how would you find define success? Well, that's a great uh, a great term, and you can and you can define success in so many ways. You know, it can be a, a short term success. It can be a long term success. You know, success to you might be something completely different than Michelle and or myself, as a general rule, um, the, the, the short answer is you have a goal, you fulfill a goal, okay? That's the, that's the easy, if you want to go with the uh, template definition of success. Um, and, 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 and different folks have different um, levels of what they consider a success to be. You know, some of us, well, hey, I got out of bed today. Winner, you know. Um, but other folks are like, nah, I, I want to, uh, chisel the granite on, uh, Mount Rushmore, you know? So, you know, different folks, their goals are, are more, some are more lofty than others. Um, uh, and I'm not going to say that some are more important than, than others. Some certainly affect a lot more people than others, but I will tell you that just 
by virtue of being on this show, I feel like I am a success. You are <laughs> a success. Hey, Mike, how can I listen to your audience, get in touch with you if they wanted to, or reach out? I'm, uh, real I'm all over. I'm all over social. Are, are we done here, my friend? Yeah, almost, but just right. real quickly. Uh, poor man, uh, poor man, Mike is on my handle for the poor man show. Uh, B side tracks. Uh, Mike Mewborn is my name. And if you punch me in the social and I don't come up, I'm not doing my job. Wow. Hey, Mike, I want to thank you for <laughs> taking the time to come on the James Cooper Show. It's your life. You know, uh, I want to thank this great man. I always. I want to thank my great co-host. You know, I want to thank, uh, most importantly, uh, Chris, thank you. Thank, thank you. you, man. Uh, I want to thank our, <laughs> our listening audience for tuning in nightly uh, to the James Cooley Show. Keep in mind that we are looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message to you because it's your life. It's your life. And we want to continue to bring these stories, these successes, and build each other up. I tell you, we're in Vegas. We're bit. Back in Vegas tomorrow, same time, same place. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been the James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.